1: <laughs> I like how everybody had Christmas names, so that was great.
0: <laughs> Carol Odebells.
1: <laughs> Carol Odabells. We're here to talk about Letters to Satan Claus, the sci-fi original movie.
2: Hi folks, this is Zompocalypse Now, and we are, in fact, discussing letters to Satan Claus. This it's is our the, Christmas special. It is the Zompocalypse Now Christmas special. Put on your fuzzy Santa hats and grab those jingle bells, folks! Because this is in fact a Christmas movie.
1: It is a Christmas movie, um, and it is it is spoofing deeply, deeply hard <laughs> the Hallmark original Christmas movies. You know, every year it's Hallmark and and Lifetime put out about hundred and seventy five Christmas movies. In fact, I think that this year Hallmark has 57, I'm not kidding, original Mm -hmm. movies coming out uh, that have been coming out over the course of the month of November. Um, I'm not 100% sure on the the. The exact number, I think that it's about 50. I could Google it, but it's I don't really care. It's
2: many's, It's many's.
1: But yeah, they... are not
0: even counting Hallmark or the Oprah Winfrey Network. Either. No,
1: just Hallmark. Just Hallmark has... I like mean,
0: uh, Lifetime.
1: Yeah, there's Lifetime, does it. Hallmark does it. And now Sci-Fi does it. With letters to Satan Claus. It is about a little girl.
0: Hang on, we haven't even introduced
2: ourselves yet.
1: Oh, right, we haven't.
2: That voice you've been listening to is the dulcet tones of Dustin Adair. Hi hey
1: everybody.
0: I'm Tom, they told me.
1: <laughs> Otherwise
2: known as Mr. Curtis Smith. Otherwise known as Pat Peppermint.
1: <laughs> I can't come up with puns. I don't know how I to don't, puns. I
2: don't, I don't have a Christmas name. I'm Timothy Harvey. This is, this is This is the thing we do here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's okay. So you're Tim, they told me. I'm, uh, I'm
0: I'm Pat Peppermint. And Dustin, you can be um
1: Dusto the red nosed reindeer.
2: Oatmeal meal cookie. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh boy, you guys. We will this not refer to these names
2: the ever league. again. This is this is a thing that that, that is not happening. <laughs> Uh, oh. everyone, everyone who normally tunes in has just tuned out. That is...
1: <laughs> no, no, they're all like, what? what no, happening? that guy's still with us. <laughs> no. Hi, Alex. I, I, sorry. <laughs> sorry, watches the, or listens to the show.
2: Oh, dear. Is a good boy. So, the funny it's... thing about this film is that it is, in fact, everything you would expect a Hallmark movie to be. Except now with Satan,
1: mm-hmm. it and and a, a protagonist that is so not here for it. <laughs> like usually in the Hallmark movies, there's the gir- the woman who uh, who's a, like a lawyer or a. Advertising executive, or an architect, or something, and she's. I'm in, in business. Yeah, she's a businesswoman, and she lives in the city, and she dates a businessman, and and uh like right before she leaves for her holiday vacation to go back home to like sell the family home for cr- at Christmas time, or or everyone's something.
0: dead now. I'm just going to sell my childhood home.
1: Exactly. Um, or something. There's always some crazy reason why she's going going home that she hasn't been home in years. Better and hire like,
0: a handyman.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And as soon as, as soon, right before she leaves, the, her boss is like, "I'm going to give you the big promotion. You're going to when you get back from the Christmas, I'm going to give you the big promotion." And she's like, "Yay, big promotion!" And then she goes back and discovers the meaning of Christmas and falls in love and ends up deciding to stay in her little hometown, and not getting the big promotion. It's crazy. But I love them. I love these movies. In fact, let me just share with you, gentle, gentle mans, uh, a little story that I like to call Christmas at Cartwright's because that's its name. It's a movie from 2014 starring Alicia Witt, who you may remember from the Civil Shepherd show Shibble, or uh, also she was in Urban Legend.
0: It's a dip in the Wayback Machine right there. Uh,
1: Yes. Uh, And she plays a young woman named Nikki Talbot, who's down on her luck and doesn't have a lot of money. And so somehow, somehow, she gets the job as the, the store Santa at this big department store, because you know those still exist, called Cartwright's. And so everybody, when she's dressed as Santa, thinks she's a man. But it's—I just—I can't even. It's so crazy and so weird. And she <laughs> ends up falling in love with the son of the owner of the store, and of course, and it's—and he thinks like he thinks he's talking to to a man named Nick when he's when she's dressed up like Santa Claus. But then he sees her out, and he's like, oh, you're a beautiful woman with the literally exact same voice as the dude I was just talking to. <laughs> it's just... I I just can't. I just love it. Every time it's on, every year I watch it, and I'm like, yes, this is the show.
2: Tim, do you got a regular go-to? Um, I'm not really a Hallmark movie fan, although I have seen them over time. You can't, I think live in the United States so that at some point having experienced at least a few
0: minutes of a Hallmark movie. I don't think I've seen one since maybe the one about the, the gal who was taking too many diet pills or. Uh,
1: oh, that's a different genre. Totally different thing.
0: The, well, it's, I think it's the, it's the
2: parents of the Hallmark movie because well,
1: the, the Hallmark Christmas
2: movie is a specific thing. Yeah, and they are in fact kind of like they okay, didn't so, invent that shit. No, no, they didn't, but they perfected it. These are co- <laughs> well, that they did. Do. These are cookie cutter films. You go to them for a specific kind of emotion, and there's nothing wrong with that. My mother reads, and and people who know my mother have a hard time getting their brain around this because this does not sound like something my mother would do. But my mom consumes those like Harlequin romances. You know the little red the the red books. Um, they're about 120 pages. They ha- all have the same plot. I found they a stash are, of them at my grand in my grandma's uh, right, one right. of these little cabinets or whatever. And they are they are disposable storytelling. They're about they're about you know giving you a, a cotton candy, and then you're done. There's no nutritional value to you've learned nothing, and you've but you've experienced that sort of like romantic emotion for a moment. Yeah, Yeah. so, and Hallmark movies are like this too. You don't expect Hallmark movies to step outside of a certain mold for Christmas films. Like Dustin said, it's that person, usually a woman who goes home to the small town. She reconnects usually with an an ex-boyfriend or a friend that she grew up with who she, she always secretly loved, et cetera, et cetera. And by the time it's done, everybody is happy, and well, not always. Not corporate,
1: because, boyfriend, corporate, not corporate boyfriend, corporate boyfriend, not the boss who just lost his best employee that he was going to send to Paris. She was going to go to Paris, Tim, but she decided to stay and 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 marry the the reindeer wrangler.
2: Yeah, but corporate boyfriend is always horrible.
1: He is always horrible.
2: He's not like objectively a like a murderer or anything, but he's just not a good person. And the boss. The boss doesn't care about her. The boss just cares about the company. Yes, I've seen probably three of these things, and I feel I can speak authoritatively about the, the basic guidelines of, of Hallmark Christmas movies. But oh, if we break it down, if we break down. We, I could make
0: a case for uh, Christmas Vacation being very nearly in that genre. It was yeah, but, shot again, on a, di- but a different
1: kind of like it does it makes you hit like at the end it starts hitting those those beats mm-hmm. but everything's you know, that's, okay and yeah, perfect now. we're gonna be fine well i don't and have any can...
2: trauma to deal with and you'll see this stuff in in the big budget feature world love actually for all of its flaws and it's a deeply flawed movie is essentially a glorified Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh,
1: absolutely!
2: Blown up, blown up to scale with with way too many people involved in some deeply, deeply troubling relationships. But <laughs> it is, in fact, you know, it's the same. But it's the same thing. So you go to these films because they're entertaining and they're slight, and a lot of times they and you start- can sit
1: and yeah, you can sit around with your family and watch them and make fun of them and.
2: And maybe they star somebody who you grew up with on TV.
1: Alicia Witt.
2: They're they're in a way they're comfort food, right? They're comfort food at the holidays.
1: Uh, let's let's start getting into to letters to Satan Claus. All right. A little bit. So it's about a girl named Holly Holly Winters. Winters. Uh, who when she's seven years old, she asks her parents for a toy and they say they don't have the money to buy it for her, for her. And so she, angrily... a
2: Darby dream wagon. Yes. Darby.
1: Darby dream wagon.
2: Yeah. Close uh, enough to not get sued. <laughs> and, and
1: we, she does find a Darby dream wagon later and it's obviously not like, yeah. Anyway, she angrily writes a letter to say Santa saying she wishes her parents would go away. Um, but in her haste and her seven-year-oldness, uh, she writes dear Satan Claus instead of dear Santa Claus.
0: Which we will later find out this was a critical mistake.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, and so Satan comes and murders her parents. <laughs> and...
0: Um, <laughs> Just, and- Gifts wrap, gift wraps their body parts for them to open one at her a time. Her and her
1: sister, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: This um is and, the worst Christmas mm. a, a Why number they both of fucked up. A number of years later, a number between twenty one and twenty two years later. Yeah,
2: that's
1: <laughs> true. Um, Holly is now a big time investigative reporter, and she goes by the name Holly Frost. And she hasn't been home to her hometown in in a number of years, and uh, her boss decides to give her the anchor job, and but it's all like hinges on her going back to her hometown, which is Christmas famous, and uh, doing Christmas. It's called, it's called ornaments. Sprinkles? Ornaments is ornaments. the name of the town.
0: Ornaments, Virginia. I don't even.
1: Yeah, know. I don't know if they say it's Canada. Um, oh it was can
0: okay well I mean Ornaments Nova Scotia.
1: It was obviously Canadian. It's a Canadian movie. Like you know. I doubt anyway. So she goes back to Ornaments and uh and it hits like first thing first we meet her cameraman and he's like a really sweet guy and he's really hot and oh his wife and his daughter died of cancer. What mm. kind of cancer? Cancer. Cancer. (laughs) Both his wife and his daughter died of cancer. And so. Simultaneously
0: uh, in a car accident, which is.
1: (laughs) um, And then she gets back to town and, you know, she, uh, you know, meets up with some old friends and, you know, and it's like, she's completely drunk.
2: (laughs) This will be a recurring theme throughout the entire film is that given the opportunity, she'll drink whatever she can find.
1: Right, um, and it, yeah. it introduces all those Hallmark movie beats uh, before Satan shows up and uh, murders starts murdering people to death, starting uh, with the cameraman and uh, slowly working his way up.
0: What is she? Uh, oh, chain. she's just bitter as shit for having to be there in the first place. Oh she's yeah, just she hates walking hates around it. town saying snide shit to people like your town is fucking christmasy as shit jerk and that's her attitude the whole time
2: it i don't is. want
0: to it's sing gray. carols you jackass
1: Oh yeah. you ask me to do a christmas thing don't you know who i am
0: don't hand me a sweater right Anyway that's her attitude and then uh, and then she's all they're having a big uh, letters to Santa party at the uh, at the event which is like a festival it's, so it's a whole said,
1: like week of events like this is one yeah. of those towns that has has given itself over to like one specific thing and Like, that's all it does. I
0: can give you some insight on that. Because if you live in a small town, there's not a diverse population of organizers, right? So these people will work diligently for a year putting together an event that will last two or three days. Mm -hmm. For instance, like craft fairs and things like that. And it takes all that time for them to do it because there's like five of them. Yeah. You know, and they all gotta put this shit together. And they're they're not gonna do fall festival, winter festival, fourth of July, you know. It's too many parades for them to deal with. So this is why ornaments is Christmas themed. It's because of the shortage of people.
1: Right. And because uh because Holly is a Christmas bitter, the shortage is gonna get bigger and bigger because Satan's there to kill him at his some he's decided he gets he's decided that holly gave christmas to him and so he gets to do what he wants with it and that's murder people
0: I, I i know that they needed to have him be a big scary monster for the um for the movie to make the movie work but i always think of you know if satan was going to show up like that he'd be more interested in ruining people financially and then just watching
2: mhm you know yes, that but would- that would that would not necessarily go with the way this movie looks at the Hallmark model and says, let's introduce cute, adorable characters and then murder them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And that's the fun part. And, you know, I think that it does it so well. Like, everybody has a Christmas-themed name. Like, Holly could not be a worse, worse person to to be having this situation happen to her. Like, she is not happy to be here. She doesn't want to deal with the devil. Like, it's,
0: you know. She should never have written that second letter to Satan because, as I mentioned before, we would see the mistake in misspelling Santa on the first letter. Yeah. Is that um, now they have a relationship. And so whenever she writes... Satan is like the chosen one, yeah, has finally communicated with me again so that I may rise forth from the earth, which I could do at a whim, apparently, Mm. and uh, and then just you know wreak havoc for a while in some in the chosen one, in this case, Holly. I don't get how. I don't get how Holly gets to have this stuff happen to her. Because she
1: wrote, she wrote a letter.
0: Is that, was the letter magic or the mailbox? Because I'm not.
1: I think it was the, uh, the, the pure intense hatred that a child can feel for their parent. Oh, okay. Um, Because I can tell you for a fact that that is real. Like, Children feel things so intensely that when a kid tells you, when a, when a seven or eight year old tells you that they hate you, they fucking mean it. Like <laughs> there is, you know, and and they might like five minutes later come up and give you a little hug or whatever. But when they're in that emotion, they are. There is no stopping them. And so I think that that the intense. Hatred that a child of that age can feel for someone is what originally brought Satan around. And it was the intense hatred that Holly as an adult felt for Christmas in general and being stuck in ornaments for this thing is what brought him back around. By the way, I, I can say- guarantee
0: that you rationalize that more than the writer
1: did. Oh, I know I did. <laughs>
2: By the way, Satan is played by an actress named Jonna Peck, who we see actually only, we only see her face once. The rest of the time, she is buried under a ton of prosthetics and, you know, standing like clearly on stilts or something Mm -hmm. uh, because Satan is very, very tall. We actually see her only once at the end of the film the rest of the time, we just get to listen to her just chew the scenery. Satan is having a grand time with all of this. And Satan Satan starts picking off the townspeople in a very, very... 19- Festive way, yeah. Well, 1980s Christmas-themed horror film way.
1: Oh, yeah. So a couple of people get uh, holiday musics to death. A couple of people. Oh
2: yeah, our virginal team couple. Yeah. Well, you know, sex is death. It's a horror film trope.
1: He didn't even yeah. want to do it. He was. He was like, I don't. I don't think this is a good idea, Betty Ann. And she was know? like, put, put it in my bottle. <laughs> she didn't really say that. Uh, I don't even know. Her it, name.
0: That, that it would have fit the sense of humor that the movie had because yeah. the, the mood this the tone, the, the humorous tone of this movie, is very effective.
1: Yes, and it the has whole movie, its like, its cheeks so hard. The whole movie, Holly is like every time she turns around, introduced to a new man, like there's that like oh, music and yeah. like she ogles them and like there so she's got like four different guys in the movie who are kind of her love interests you know there's the 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 handsome sheriff and her old high school boyfriend and the the cameraman and the the one jewish guy <laughs> who lives in the town <laughs> of ornaments of course uh and then yeah so it's funny like oh, and she time.
2: and she is ready to go. If The opportunity were to drop into her lap, she'd be like, "Oh yeah, no problem, let's go."
1: No, yeah, she need to carried. drop into her lap. The opportunity needs to she'd wander climb endlessly which by, lap. and she will. Yeah, <laughs>
0: she she carried the movie pretty well, but I mean, she was on her the supporting cast for her was also rather on point. Every guy was this dopey <laughs> kind of guy, yeah. and uh, all of the townspeople were. Just the way you'd imagine, a, a people who live for Christmas would be, mm-hmm. you know, fucking jolly, and that just made the tone, the tone between the characters, more interesting.
2: Well, and you have
1: your she you have was your... still
0: like, stop being
2: so
1: fucking jolly. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. she hated it. It was so good.
2: But you also have your stock characters who you expect to see in here. Like Dustin was saying before we started recording, uh, before we actually even started watching the movie is watch for these things you know she's gonna have the the best friend who is either the sassy black girl or the or the sassy gay friend and we get both a sassy black girl and a sassy gay friend we get all these archetypes in there she's got the the over-enthusiastic sister she's got the the you know the the aunt who, who actually is her aunt even though everybody else calls her aunt and she's, right. a, you know, she, she's the one who cooks everything. You got the snide snarky mayor who they knew from back when. And they've, you know, the personal enmity. And if you're a fan of Brit of Canadian television, a lot of these folks are from Degrassi. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're from if you're familiar with that show, which was hugely popular in, in, in Canada, a huge chunk of this cast, has been in Degrassi, I think the next, what is the, the more recent series, not the, not the older versions.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually on Holly Frost, Karen Knox's IMDb page right now, seeing what she's been in. She's a and writer and a director
2: and an actress and a producer. Voice she's,
1: act, a she's a voice actress. Of- she's done far, you know, yeah, she's been in like all the Far Cry games. Yeah, she's... You know, she's I don't see Degrassi. Actor, man. She's
2: Canadian. Well, she's no, artist. but uh, the, the lady who played the, the mayor um, was on Degrassi from like 2001 to 2010. Uh, <laughs> Jonna, Jonna Peck, who played Satan.
1: Oh, did. so it was like a, a high school reunion on it's that a, set. Yeah.
2: There's a Degrassi reunion.
1: Yes. Oh, so,
2: the comic timing. Everyone has fantastic comic timing.
1: Yes.
0: And uh, that's yeah, one of the things uh, that actually makes this work because I think Holly's sister was my favorite though. Um when she comes home and sees her sister and she is the bubbliest, most hilariously awkward person. I yeah, was was used really to hate this movie, but it's just she it just it made couldn't my heart help it grow. you had to like it. Yeah, it made my heart grow like a size and a half.
1: <laughs> well, I think that it's written so specifically for people who are not into this kind of thing and for people who like live for this sort of thing. Because when I, we were first starting, like I, we have to watch the movie because I love those Hallmark movies. I love them. And Curtis, you're like, what? No. No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be watching that. I'm be, be a...
0: I love your you know. impression of me. I'm so goddamn happy.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to I do okay. Like I feel like it was bad.
2: I had to keep my eyes open, otherwise I would not have been able to tell the two of you apart. <laughs> yes, folks, it's our holiday special episode. Now God, with happy life day, you guys. Uh One thing I thought was really, really clever. And and the thing is, for all the fact that this is a parody of, again, you know, cotton candy movies, things that have no lasting value for a lot of people, you can you can keep watching new ones of these because you forgot the ones you've seen before.
1: Or that you you take you take comfort in the fact that they're all literally the exact same plot. Right. So if you come in in the middle, if you walk it, you come in late for you know Christmas and they're watching a Hallmark movie. You say, "Oh, uh, what's going on?" And they say uh, the first like sentence, and then you're like, "Okay, I caught up." Yeah. It,
0: Scientifically designed, pretty much by professionals to prevent single, uh, just separated uh lonely people from opening wrists these pretty things rich. make you feel pretty good at the end
1: does it does it hurt anybody else's heart deep deep inside that uh these movies there's like a a writer their job is to write these
2: people were paid and it wasn't us that's what, that's, that's that's by the
0: weird. way the writer of this film i don't think he's written any other feature length
1: Good for him. Good for him.
2: TV writer most of the time uh, wrote uh, for a show called Major Crimes and has written uh, one feature or Um, at least had one feature made. And that's this one. Mm.
1: Good for him.
2: Now, what I like about this film is that if you were to to chop out the parts dealing with Satan (laughs) and literally, literally just remove all of that, what you have... Is a really funny parody of Hallmark movies. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have Satan murdering people. So it's actually, you know, if you're if you're somebody who isn't a horror fan, okay, first of all, if you're not a horror fan, why are you listening to this show? But if you if you're not a horror fan, if you don't like gore, this film has plenty of death and murder and gore, but it's Festive. It's festive. And it's 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 not this is not your we spent all our money on realistic effects. This they went to a, the
1: Halloween store. They went to Spirit Halloween. It's, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's super silly. It's just super silly. Because there's a one of the main characters is named Chris Kringle, for fuck's sake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they do the thing where, okay, so the, the, the gay best friend falls in love, is in love with the farmer, and at the end, they get together, and then the farmer uh, tells the gay best friend that he is actually the crown prince of Holland, and uh, and the gay best friend's like, Holland? And he's like, no, 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 Holland. It's a small European country somewhere over there. And oh, like, Mapako. Yeah.
0: Mapakako or something like that
1: yeah it was a and 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 so he he's the chris he's the christmas prince (laughs) that's that's another thing that's like apparently a big deal in these hot movies it's like the secret prince he came to to, you know meet a girl meet somebody make a baby
2: a significant chunk of the men that she actually meets all have dead wives (laughs) yeah He lost his wife a year ago. Oh, what happened? Was it cancer? (laughs) No, it was a hot air balloon. What? Yeah, it fell on her. Oh. (laughs) And then it's referred to again and again. You know when my mom died, you know, in the hot hot air air balloon accident. (laughs) (laughs) We have to be careful with my daughter. She's sensitive ever since her mother died in the hot air balloon balloon accident. accident. (laughs) I don't know that they ever named the mother. All no. I know is that she's the mother who died in the hot air
1: <laughs> Well, my one of my favorite parts is when she's going to hook up with the cameraman, and like he's like, I don't know if I can do this, and she's like, Oh no, why not? And he says, Well, and he points. And there's like pictures all over of the dead wife and daughter who died of cancer. What type this of cancer? Time. Cancer. <laughs>
2: It's a very, very silly movie, folks. (laughs) There is absolutely no question this is it. But we're not going to,
1: I think we're going to probably be done because I don't want to spoil this one because I think that there's a weird amount of like, okay, I mean, you kind of know exactly what to expect, but at the same time, I feel like it's one of those. Well, there's a
0: riddle, and, and that is part of the ride, so just take the ride.
1: Yeah. And it's definitely, definitely worth uh, throwing on on Christmas Day right after Christmas They'll be Friends. running
0: continuously after about 8 o'clock Christmas Eve.
1: No, but I think you should, like, sneak it in. Sneak it in on Christmas Day while Grandma's asleep on the couch. And when she wakes up, she'll be like, what? Is what that the devil? devil?
2: No, this uh. is where you do the double feature between this and Anna and the Apocalypse. <laughs> Which, if you can you can actually go back in our catalog of episodes and find Dustin and I reviewing I and I think it apocalypse. was our last
1: Christmas special.
2: I think it was our last Christmas special. This is this is a funny movie, folks. If you are a fan of the Hallmark movies, you will get it. If you're not a fan of the Hallmark movies, they don't care. They're gonna give you a funny movie. Uh, this is a very funny film. I generally speaking, you know, sci-fi channel has built let's say a reputation for not great original pictures. Right. This would be an exception. This is fun. Yeah. If you're actually if you're actually expecting like a scary holiday movie, this isn't that. But it is funny. And
0: uh, if you've got like feelings in a heart, it'll probably stimulate those.
1: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I would have been like this. Is, I don't know because I didn't have any feelings or heart for this one. I was like, I would have been okay if every all the whole cast would have died in hilarious Christmas themed ways.
0: Before we before we uh before we fuck off tonight, let's do. These are our two holiday movie recommendations for the people. Each okay, so I'll go first, and I will say what the hell is the that goldberg movie i think it's called Say santa claus but it's c l a w s or something oh yeah i think um so that's one that's a that's a dandy cuz santa is evil now don't know how that happened and uh runs around in a sleigh and it's got a dad from an 80 sitcom in it and it's uh it's like it's like this it's like by far, it's not a good movie, but it's got that turn at the end where things kind of work out. And uh, and uh, many of the same characters. And I'm, it was probably shot by the same guy because they look very like very similar films. Anyway, Goldberg. Can't miss him. And then... Um,
1: the wrestler,
0: Yeah. You yeah. The, r- the Rassler made that movie. Not just a random Jewish friend of mine. Right. I, I've never met Goldberg, the wrestler. Sure he's delightful. I think it's
1: called Rassless. Gentle.
0: I, well, you know, call it what you want. He's probably gentle at a tea party. hmm You know. Um, the other one, probably for Christmas
2: time. Rare exports. Rare exports, yeah. I was gonna recommend that one as well. Mm. I love rare exports. Um, imagine if you will, folks, if you have not seen it, the true story of Sinterklos. <laughs> And why? Well, why we get a much more watered down version? <laughs> but it's very—if you can, you can see the short films that inspired the feature. They're online, and you can find them on YouTube. The, They're—I think the first one is called Rare Exports as well—and um, they are just very clever little. Horror pieces with a sense of humor and the film itself is extremely well done. And uh it doesn't it, it's a foreign film and it does not gotten a lot of exposure in the US, although certainly you know if you're a horror fan you may have already caught it, but if you haven't, definitely worth checking out. Um and then Scrooged. I love Scrooged every every holiday season. I've gotta sit there and listen to Bill Murray. Yeah. How how can you go wrong with have you tried staples?
1: <laughs>
2: I saw, saw a meme today that You said, can
1: barely uh, see any nipple.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the bitch hit me with a toaster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, I, I that. saw that meme
0: today. It's not Christmas until Carol Kane hits Bill Murray with a toaster.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it is. It is literally... My all, one well, probably my all time favorite Christmas movie. What about you, Mr. Dare?
1: Um, I think I'm gonna, uh, like you said, you can go back and listen to our podcast of this. I'm gonna start with Anna and the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. uh, because it is, uh, it's, I think you could almost have that argument whether or not it's a Christmas movie or if it's just a movie set at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But I think there's enough Christmas elements thrown in there. They're going to their Christmas show. There's, you know, everybody's wearing holiday sweaters. uh, The zombies are out. Everybody's singing. Everybody's having a great time. And it's, it's really good. And it's one of those movies where... You get invested enough in the characters with, so that when the bad stuff starts happening, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, not the bad stuff. This is supposed to be a fun musical. And then you remember the very, very first song is this is not a happy musical. Right. <laughs> like li- like I don't remember exactly, but like the first song was basically like this is not a happy musical. Bad things happen.
2: There will be a lot of singing and death.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then I think that my second uh, is going to have to be uh, Christmas at Cartwright's, as I have said earlier, with Uh I was thinking about it when you guys were uh, talking. And I don't think that movie came out in 2014. So I don't think in the last six years I have missed it. One time, like I've seen it every single Christmas and laughed the same (laughs) every single time. There's an angel in that movie for like 25 minutes, and then he's literally like called away to heaven and you never see that angel again. (laughs) And it's like, why was there even an angel in this movie?
0: Did nothing.
1: Did nothing. Well, he does one thing. He does a thing, and then he goes away, and it's like, what? Why?
0: To give somebody a special
2: power?
1: Um, I guess power. to give Alicia Witt the, the ability for everybody to think she's a dude when he's in a Santa costume.
2: Uh... And if you if if you watch that film and you enjoy it, folks, you can continue to see Alicia Witt in Christmas themed movies because in 2020, <laughs> Christmas Tree Lane in 2019 our Christmas love song in 2018 Christmas on Honeysuckle lane. Oh fuck. Yeah. Um, 2017, the mistletoe in,
1: mm, that's a good one.
2: 2016 Christmas list. You can, you, um, I'm not ready for Christmas in 2015. Christmas course, at cartwrights and Christmas. we 2014. Yeah. So, uh,
1: and then, and then don't forget the Christmas switch. Uh, I not the Christmas switch. Uh, uh, Christmas through 2013, it's like Christmas miss miss bag or something like that. Like they they her her and her and a handsome fellow switch bags at the airport at Christmas, and so they so, have to give each other back their bags, and they, that's that's the premise, the whole thing.
2: So yeah, there's there's options for you folks. We hope that you will take advantage of them. What oh,
1: before we go on. Die Hard is a movie set at Christmas. Yeah. It is not a Christmas movie. Fuck you all.
2: Um, I would say that the argument will continue to reign on.
1: You know, I want to I actually, I mean, not to go too much on a Die Hard uh, tangent here, uh, even though I brought it up. But um, <laughs> No I one but yourself to blame. <laughs> I kind of want to seek out the book it's based on. Because I hear that the book is nuts, is like cuckoo bananas. It's
2: like, radically different. I, I read. I read it. I was in my bookstore years. I picked up a copy of it, and I don't. Even, I don't think I still have it. Maybe I do. Um, it's very, very different. In fact, um, in an alternate universe, Frank Sinatra starred in that movie
1: mm-hmm. because in the seventies.
2: Yeah, because the original, the first book. The movie that the book that Die Hard is based on was a sequel to another book, which was adapted into a film where Frank Sinatra played the lead. So, when Die Hard, they're making Die Hard, they were, I guess, contractually obligated to offer it to Sinatra. Clearly, it's for the best. He turned it down.
1: (laughs) Hey, kids, how's it going? How's this uh, this scene, this terrorist scene?
2: Although. I kind of now wanted to see, you know, Hans Gruber go up against Frank Sinatra. That seems like a really bizarre film to see.
1: And, and wasn't the original... With like...
2: Scott Stapp is Frank Sinatra?
1: What?
0: Scott Stapp is from... The singer from Creed is doing a movie about Frank Sinatra.
1: Oh! Right. I did hear that. That's I crazy. only
0: read the news. It's like the first 15 things on whatever.
1: Right,
0: so that's all I ever know about the world. It's like, you know, it's on fire. It's all I need to know.
1: You or don't really. No I can't wait till the fire.
0: aftertimes That's
1: what I like about you, Curtis.
0: I, I'm eternally optimistic.
1: Yeah.
0: hmm The aftertimes are going to be rocking. Cause all of these I'm gonna tell you, right now, there's it's been like a chrysalis of art going on right now. There's everyone's been cocooned. No one can perform or do anything or have any kind of real fun whatsoever. And in the aftertimes, it's gonna be like the late eighties, early nineties again where everybody on set was fucking somebody else. It's just gonna be You know People I... wanting to touch And be around other people in a close proximity. Things are going to be changing in the world.
1: I miss film so, so much. I miss doing it. I miss reading other people's work. I I miss helping people make it. Uh, I am so, so glad that I am not in a film community here right now because I do not want to read your shitty screenplay that you wrote during COVID. I'm sorry. I don't want to read it.
0: Yep. Don't need it. Uh, yeah. I said at the, in in late March, I posted on Facebook. I can't wait to not read your play about COVID. <laughs> 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 and then somebody asked me to be in their Zoom production of some COVID play they were writing. I said, "Nope, not going to happen.
2: Write something else." I am completely. One hundred percent sure that we are not going to be reviewing any COVID thrillers um, on this very show. No, honestly, I don't even. I don't want to do any virus based movie, really, right now. Hey, we it's not did, that I'm triggered. Did, I'm just. We did Corona Zombies, and that was as far as we, we need to go.
1: That was great. That was a lot of fun.
2: But we did not. We do not need to go anywhere else with it. Yep.
1: Hey, do do we want to talk about what we're starting next after the holiday season?
0: Oh, big announcement, folks. For this big announcement, it's going to be brought to you by Tim All The Way. I forgot what your name was. What was it, Tim? Oh, Tim, all ye
2: faithful. Tim, Tim ye faithful. what's our big we're announcement? Faithful? Not necessarily a big announcement. When we come back from the holiday break, we will be diving into the wonderful world of Stephen King, and the Stand miniseries. And hopefully we'll be joined by somebody Sorry, who, Sorry, who I think... We've had Sorry on the show before, but it's been a long, long time. I'm pretty sure that we've uh, had if, Sorry on your couch a couple of times.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would have had to have been how? Because I know we haven't since we've been doing it over the internet.
2: Right, right. So hopefully... In, um, Sorry is a, a, a fr- old friend of Dustin's who is a lot of fun and very smart, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be a lot of yes. We'll have a great time doing this, but yeah, we're gonna be doing the stand, and we're looking forward to it. We're, we're all things.
1: I everything that I have seen has been positive. Um. So I am. I mean, and the cast is just so stellar. Uh, I don't.
0: I don't know anything about it. I'm probably gonna go check check. Do some learning and uh, fact finding. See what I can figure out because I'm. I loved that television miniseries back in the day. In the oh, time.
1: the television miniseries is really good.
0: It was wonderful. I had a I had a VHS copy of that that I nearly wore out, but it was recorded from the TV, and I diligently for the entire series paused during every commercial. Playback wow.
2: was a luxury. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be coming I, back with this stand. I stink.
0: Oh, I still, every time I hear Don't Fear the Reaper, mm. I, st- I remember every shot from the opening sequence of that movie. And uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: delightful. I mean, I, I think they kind of maybe shot their wad early because that was the coolest part of the entire show. <laughs> yeah, but they but they hooked me then, and you know, and I love uh, uh, Laura Giancomo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, um, Matt Frewer oh, was in that. Who's that? Mm-hmm. Matt Frewer. Yeah, and uh, dude, that was Lieutenant Dan.
1: Yeah, Molly Ringwald. Gary Callie Sinise, Ringwald.
0: Molly Ringwald, uh, Rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. Rob that was like
1: Rob Lowe. Lowe's little
2: comeback moment, too. Uh,
1: and one of his like hottest...
2: Well, the new miniseries is also a star-studded affair, and we're looking forward to seeing that. Uh, and uh, we hope that you folks have enjoyed listening to us talk about letters to satan Claus, and we hope that you check it out honestly folks it's a lot of fun we encourage you to watch it uh, maybe maybe this will start a new trend on the sci-fi channel of every christmas a, a, new, <laughs> a,
1: new, yes, a new, i will take it i will take it and i would be happy if that were the case we'll have okay to see but happens.
0: they gotta they gotta pull it off during halloween too because i i don't know didn't seem like
2: this halloween really worked out for anybody well, there was, we'll hope no, for, there was no memorable thing. We'll hope for a better 2021 in that regard with like so many other things. Yes. Folks, we appreciate you listening to this show throughout this year. Obviously, wherever you're listening to it, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Podcast.com or any other places that you can find it, um, you know, please share the show, rate and comments, Leave us a message. Let us know what you think. If you are a fan of the Hallmark Movies, And want to tell Dustin what your favorite one is, let us know. If you
1: can't. The night does so on the Twits. There you go.
2: And if you can't stand Hallmark Christmas movies, you can tell us that too. Although you should check this one out, even though it's not really from Hallmark. And of course, we wish you folks happy holidays, whatever holiday you are celebrating, um, whether it's Christmas or any other holiday that rolls around this time of year we wish you well we wish you a you know whether you're whether you're social distancing or not I know some folks are definitely not traveling for the holidays um, and maybe you aren't going to get to see your family hopefully you get a chance to at least talk to them and, and say hi and wish each other happy holidays and we wish nothing for the best but for you our listeners for this holiday season and into next year gentlemen thank you is as, as always a pleasure. Thank you, Dustin.
1: Thank you, Tim.
2: Thank you, Curtis. Pat Peppermint.
1: <laughs> Pat Peppermint.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Pat Peppermint.
1: Pat Peppermint. And I want, Thank you, Tim. Pat, Pat Peppermint, Tim and I Tim want O'clock. you to know that, that we don't care if you have a good holiday. We, we, you have a Christmas, and you're going to like it.
2: Well, there you go.
0: I mean, who can argue with that? Look, there's no shame in being depressed over the holidays. Just grab yourself a bottle of whiskey and maybe try to find some cocaine and work through it. So you've got options, really.
2: You've got you've hang got out, options.
0: Hang out in the masturbation room and just spend some little you time this Christmas.
2: Like I said, you've got options. You can, <laughs> you, can you can do what you want for the holidays.
1: Last Christmas <laughs> I went to the masturbation room the very next day. My mom said, Why have you been in the bathroom for three hours?
2: Painting the wall, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's happening.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Merry Christmas.
1: Enjoy its other holidays. Yes, All of that things. too.
2: All right, folks, enjoy your holidays, and we will see you on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.